On this episode of That One Movie Podcast, we are going to review The Marvels and The Killer. So we'll start off both of those reviews spoiler-free. We'll warn you before we dive into our spoiler discussions. But before that, Holden, we need to also review the season two finale of Loki, perhaps the series finale Mm -hmm. of Loki. And even before that, Holden, we need to talk about this week's news in the world of entertainment. Some big news this week, so lots of trailers. What are some of our stories? Yeah, so uh, we're going to cover four trailers, including uh, uh, Inside Out 2 and Ghostbusters Frozen Empire among others. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the SAG after strike, which did end earlier this last week, and also some news regarding uh, John Wick 5. Jimmy. Ooh. So, yeah. Zesty. Yeah, you know same. I like to say zesty, Holden. And that's that's one of your, you know, forget audios pantalones. That's your main <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> All right. As always, use time codes in the description to jump to whatever conversation you are willing to hear. Uh, otherwise, you may fall asleep and you listen to all of it. Otherwise, stick around for the whole thing. Enjoy the ride. Uh, hopefully, we will. I'm buckling up. I'm Jimmy Uthi. I'm Holden Sutter. And it's time for Tom. 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 That one movie podcast. Tom. All right, Jimmy. Before we talk the Marvels or the Killer or even Loki, let's do the Toms. Let's do the Thomas. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. Toms is the rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron somewhere in between. All right, Jimmy, there we go. Let's I, get to it. Yeah, I had to fumble <laughs> for some Toms, but I think I recovered that was, it pretty that was, well. That's like a, I'd give that a 95%. Yeah, right there, there we go. That's, well, that's an A. Just slight fumble there. Slight fumble. <laughs> we recovered by the offensive team. We did, yeah. All right, trailers this week. Hold on, let's start out with Inside Out 2, Upside Down, Inverted, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes. Inside Out 2. Yeah, the sequel to the Pixar film Inside Out, uh, which came out like nearly a decade ago already. Yeah. Um, I quite like the first one. I uh, do too. Yeah, I'm not sure I would say it's one of my favorite Pixar movies, but I think it was very creative and and had a lot of cool ideas and of course looked great as always, good voice cast. Um so and I think there's a lot a lot you can do with a sequel to this concept, especially since the main the girl in the first movie was probably 10, 11. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, somewhere around that, around that age. So, you know, as she gets older there's more to do. Uh, but what do you think of this trailer? Uh, I think it looks good. I mean, I'm anxious to see it, Holden. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Anxiety is one of the new, uh, new yeah. emotions. Um, She's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I didn't <laughs> even pick up on that. All the, those good Pixar kind of visual gags or just their little creative gags that they yeah. do. <laughs> um, so I'm, I am looking forward to it a lot. I do like that first one. It, it's grown on me quite a bit. It's actually the first movie I've ever watched with Emily. My oh, wife. wow. Yeah. So there's, so there's history there. There, And I didn't really like it that time, honestly. But I did see it again, <laughs> and I liked it liked more that. <laughs> and I actually might be rewatching it next week in, oh, okay. in, at school. So, nice. I yeah, no, I, I think it the the score is quite good. I think it's got oh, yeah. quite a few funny moments. I, I love, My mind goes to, like... 
when the boy sees like the girl and it's like girl, 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 yeah. and they're all freaking out. It's <laughs> kind of like the good. SpongeBob. We threw out his name. You well, know, yeah, that, that was something that I remember being surprised about that movie is is all the different versions of those emotions and yeah. the different people. So I, I thought that was really creative how they did that, and I liked how the dad was just them with like a mustache. It was like the yeah. same. It, they looked the same. Not Goofball <laughs> Island or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I really like that story, and it's grown on me quite a bit. Um, my brother, uh, we were talking about it because I think we were talking about sequels or or Pixar somehow, and he went on the record of saying Inside Out and Ratatouille are his two favorite. Oh wow, um, Ratatouille is one of my favorites. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. Um, all I remember is I killed the man with this thumb. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and then he like hits the guy out with this thumb or whatever. That's right. Um, I need to rewatch Ratatouille, uh, but The Incredibles for me. Yeah, so that's is, my favorite. Is, is my favorite. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for this. I'm giving it a Brokaw, Holden. I think I'll give it a Brokaw, too. Looks very good. Uh, our animation is, you know, very good as always. Yeah, so. of the trailers we're going to talk about today, this is clearly the one I'm most interested in and excited about. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. Um but then our next trailer we'll talk about, uh, which Jimmy is probably not that super excited for, nope. is the Avatar The Last Airbender live-action Netflix show. It, it looks decent. Yeah. I've never seen the show. Why would I watch this before I just watch <laughs> the animated one? So that's why I'm going to give it a Bergeron. Uh, we know the creators aren't involved. We were kind of talking about that potentially being a bad thing, but this looks like it's decently well done. I think people like One Piece, right? I know yeah, people this like is not One Piece. like technically an anime. But, yeah, um, anime influence, but not like from uh, Japan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it looks good for what it is. I just am not the target audience for it because I mm-hmm. would rather just watch the original cartoon first. And then see it. So maybe Absolutely. I'll. I mean, I, think, I agree. I think Emily would be interested in watching that. So I think we'll just yeah. watch it together at some point. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think production value wise, it looks great. There's obviously a ton of money behind it. I think all of the costumes and sets that are shown off, which I mean, the, the majority of the trailers just showing off how it looks, um, not much story wise or character wise, but I think they got all of it just very accurately. I think they translated really well to the big screen. Uh, or rather small screen, the TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks very cool. I, from, yeah, the creators not being involved. I've been like reading into it and some people are like, are upset about that. But some people are also like, well, they were involved with the Shyamalan movie yeah. apparently. So who knows? I mean, if the people behind this have a passion for the show, I, I am not sure that really matters too much. Um, regardless, looks great. Casting looks cool. We'll see more as, as more comes out about it, but I'll definitely watch it. And I I think it has to be said that this is a, a series that has a very rabid fan base about it that yeah. was very criticize like criticizes everything. And general reaction seems to be pretty positive towards this so far. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. So I broke off from me. There you go. Uh but next trailer is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Oh, yeah. Everybody remembered that this movie was coming out. Yeah. The <laughs> sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which came out a couple of years ago. Everyone's favorite. Was it 2021? 2022? I think it was 2021. 20, 2021. Right? I just remember at the end of that movie, they go into a room where it's like every like 27 years or something. But then it's just like a gap. It's like 28 years or so. Like, it's like clearly they changed the number on the wall to fit the fact that it was like delayed for a year. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember that movie at all. I'm like, Finn Wolfhard is in this? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I'll, the only thing I remember is, is, is Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd in the Paul Walmart. Rudd. I remember whatever. Paul Rudd was funny, and then he was just like gone for like a yeah. big chunk of the movie. He showed the kids Cujo in class. So yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, Boy, I, I do not recall that first movie. Yeah. I don't care about this. It looks fine. Um, ghosts have ice powers now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Bro, uh, Bergeron. Yeah, for me. I, I'm just like I don't. I don't think it looks necessarily bad. I mm-hmm. just I'm like I don't really care about Ghostbusters. I have no nostalgia with Ghostbusters. It's and that that first movie was fine, and I enjoyed parts of it, and other parts I was like, this is fine. Yeah, care. Ghostbusters, and I, I I seem to recall maybe saying something similar when we reviewed the last movie, but it's like the weirdest like franchise. It's just as bizarre because like the first movie, most people like well enough and everything. Um, but then it's fine. Yeah. But then <laughs> you don't like the original. I don't, right? I'm like, it's oh, fine. I, f- I feel like we talked about that. I do. Didn't I we do review it. Like, did we review it when we did Ghostbusters Afterlife? Well, we did Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm not sure we did like the original. I think I watched it in preparation. Maybe. We, maybe we did both. I can't remember. I quite like the original, but then the others, it's just been like not very good to mediocre. So not a very big range there, but nothing very, very positive, I would say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it looks it looks fine. We'll probably mm-hmm. watch it because it's going to be a big movie that comes out. And we thought the last one was fine. Nothing harmful. Um yeah, I don't know. Kumail Nunjiani and uh, Patton Oswalt are in this one too, I guess. Yeah. So I like them. Yeah, they're cool. But yeah, it's got people I like in it, so I like that. Uh, my big gripe with the the Ghostbusters Afterlife is they insinuate that the pyramids were built by slaves, which they were not. I don't remember that. <laughs> but I guess they were so. not built by <laughs> slaves. There is, oh, I forgot there's the one kid named Podcast. Yeah. Because he thinks the pyramids are built by aliens. Oh, that okay. He's the one who thinks which that. they're also okay. not built by aliens. Pretty, okay. we're pretty sure it was just Egyptian workers okay. who were pretty well fed, actually, and had decent housing and were buried in respectable tombs. Either you bring that up to me a lot in conversation, or you've brought this up on this podcast. <laughs> and I think it's just funny you keep bringing it up. <laughs> if anything, oh, I bring it I up don't in really class because all of my kids are like, "What? They weren't built by slaves?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's right." So when you yeah. go Ghostbusters Afterlife, I remember when it first came out, I was like, you guys got to go to this movie theater and you got to respectfully stand up and say that is actually factually inaccurate <laughs> and uh, explain. When did that? 2021, right? I'll find this. I think it's it was like the <laughs> summer. To figure this out. The summer of 2021. Hold on. We've been no, doing this show for go. too long. There it is. No, I don't. Th- we yeah, didn't do it. Do. I must have just watched it in preparation. I definitely also watched 107 it people have listened to that one. Oh, because we talked about the room. Yeah, when we went to the room, that was fun. Yeah, at the state theater, that was good. Um, yeah, this is a Bergeron though. Um, Ghostbusters, whatever, it'll be fine. Ghostbusters, probably. whatever. That's <laughs> it, the, it'll yeah. be fine. I said Bergeron already. I want to hold it up again because it's an emphatic Bergeron, a nice high definition. Yes, Bergeron. yes. It looks like my face when I do that one. There we go. All right, and our final trailer, uh, just uh, I will say, though, I should have mentioned this at the start of trailers. There's like three or four other trailers that have come out this week, and I'm we're just pushing them towards next week because this yeah. is already going to be a long episode. 
And so, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, that'll be a mistake and we'll get another 10 trailers yeah. before the next yeah. well, episode. We'll if see. it is, it's your fault. And if it's not, Holden, it is your success. Congratulations. Yes. I took golf, a risk here. Golf clap for you. But anyway, uh, final trailer we're talking about this week is Mean Girls. Wow. Um, another thing I don't care about. Bergeron. <laughs> that first movie's all right. It's good. I, I can like see the first movie it's a, a lot. It, I can, if I would have grown up with it more, I would have liked it more. It's a solid movie. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I first watched it in high school or something, maybe. Um, but I've really liked it just since then. It's very quotable. Um, it just seems to be. Quite it's a very. Crowd it's like such a two thousands. It it's is like very. The there's aughts. some stuff. That, there's some stuff that isn't very. It's kind of dated in it, but. But I mean, it it encapsulates that it era does. so well. Like. Just, yes, you know, like <laughs> we grew up in it, like, and then it's like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's got some great performances too, great cast, um, and it even but, has Lindsay Lohan, like, yeah, and you know, yeah, as the main character, Rachel Mc, that was like Rachel McAdams, one mm-hmm. of her first big roles too. Um, but this is a remake based on the music, the Broadway musical of the same name. Um, which I've listened to the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was pretty good. I did that a couple years ago. Um, and I think it's coming actually to here to Sioux Falls in April, but wow. getting this movie before then um, looks looks fine. I don't care. We're not going <laughs> to watch this whole I'm not going to review this movie. You don't want to review it? No, I don't. All right. Well, it comes out in January. There's not much else that comes out. Then. I'd rather do something else. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's Mean Girls, but it's a musical. What if it's I don't, really I don't good. have anything to what say about it. What if it's really it? good? I don't have any, what am, what perspective am I going to offer it as someone who doesn't really care about the original movie and now it's a musical. Cool. I great maybe for the people. You, maybe you care. like this one more. I, I don't. Okay. I'll be open to it. Hold it. Yeah. I'll say we, that we, I'm open we're, to we're it. We're not going to commit. Would, I would highly ra- rather prefer. To we won't else. commit to, to reviewing Mean Girls, but that being said, I will watch it. Um, you will watch it. Yeah, because yeah, I, I quite like uh, the original movie. And I just said I like the soundtrack. The cast looks very good. I, the weird thing about the trailer is it doesn't showcase any of the actual music. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> it's a musical. And so, well, when, it, when we watched it in the theater, mm-hmm. I'm like, is this a sequel? Mm-hmm. Is this a remake? What is this? Sh- All, I'm like, it's just called Mean Girls. Yeah. But then there's a music. I'm like, why is there a music note? And then you explained it to me. I'm like, I would not have known that from that trailer. I think it does say something in this trailer. So the short thing, the the short trailer we've seen now like twice in theaters is a little bit different than this one. And it actually does have some of the music from the show in it. Um, and I don't. I don't really understand why they don't just play some of it in the trailer unless they think it's like really bad. I I saw this meme that was comparing it to Wonka because Wonka also doesn't have any music and apparently it's a musical. Really? It, it like doesn't have any music in the trailers. Well, you know what we should do <laughs> if we do see this, we should do a double feature of Mean Girls and The Nice Guys. Oh yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Polar opposites. There you go. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Bergeron for me still. Bergeron for me as well. Jimmy. Well, thank goodness. Three movies are three things I couldn't really care less about, and I'm excited. <laughs> are you upset for we didn't talk about Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a thing. I've been my head's been under week. a rock for a week. Fair so. enough. Uh, but Jimmy, we have other news to talk about. Uh, and the big thing is that the SAG after strike is now over. Jimmy. Uh, that being the it, actors' strike. Yeah, it's hev- it's ended happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good one, Mark. 
it seems to be uh, that the actors, and obviously they're they're the ones that came out with the statement. So uh, it seems like they're very pleased with how the uh, terms they ended on. So I listed some of the well, ones. It here. ended with the trial by combat. Did you hear that? Oh, did it? Yeah, Bob Iger came out. It was Bob Iger versus Brie Larson. Brie Larson, who won? I well, guess Brie Larson. Brie right? Larson did. Yeah. <laughs> She um, humiliated I him. Heard, I haven't heard from my friend Bob Iger in like a week, so that makes <laughs> sense, huh? And she said, Bob Chapek is stronger than you, Bob Iger. <laughs> and he said, you wouldn't. I am the superior Bob. <laughs> and, he, and then he wasn't. No, he was not. <laughs> but anyway, here's some of the terms regarding the SAG after strike. So one of the big things that people were, uh, that was being discussed was AI. Um, so it seems for AI that any, uh, digital likeness has uh, required consent now on uh, part of either the actor or their estate, uh, with detailed provisions that prevent signing your likeness away for good. Um, and there's also, it seems there's going to be fair compensation per use. It wasn't exactly, um, detailed as to what exactly that means, but Fran Drescher, who's the kind of the head person of SAG-AFTRA, uh, imply that it was going to be equivalent to like the amount an actor would normally be paid on set, like for like a day's work or whatever, however long. If their likeness is out. used, yeah. However, that spreads out in terms of so like, it's like, 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 oh, you're in a, you were in four minutes of this movie, and that usually four minutes is about like you know three days of work, something so like you. that. Yeah, boy, that doesn't seem like anything that can be manipulated. I at know. All. But but on paper sounds okay at least for now. Uh, there are also incre- uh, included wage increases for actors across the board, increased compensation for actors working in streaming, kind of like those right residuals that uh, the writers similar thing that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, terms that ensure proper f- hair and makeup services for everyone, including those with diverse hair hair and complexions, and also a requirement that intimacy coordinators be hired for sex and nudity scenes. Mm. So those seem to be the big ones. There's a lot of numbers you can go into in terms of the wage increases and whatnot. Um, you can find those online very easily. But that's just kind of the 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 broad strokes of it, Jimmy. Cool. I'm not a labor expert. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about this. So I'm going to give it a broca. Woo! Because movies are back and actors are getting paid more. Yeah, I'm going to give it a broca because I mean they seem to. Be, I mean they ratified it. Seemed to be. They're at least somewhat pleased with it, and it seems to be at least, if nothing else, a better situation they were in than before. So I can't wait till they just generate people who don't exist as AI and use them as extras and don't pay any actors who aren't big star names. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. But uh, until then, <laughs> here we go. Hollywood's back, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, and I, that's also why I believe there's so much news this week is because now everyone can talk about everything. So. Yes. Um, anyway, Marvel, uh, also never heard of them. Yeah. Don't know anything about them. Uh, they adjusted their release schedule a bit. So Deadpool three is now the only movie coming out next year in July in general, just no other movies. Yeah. Just (laughs) Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's the only Marvel movie. Gotta wait till 2025, baby. Dang it. Get Venom that, three. Get that Lego ornithopter (laughs) to hold you. Craven the hunter. Oh no. no. Another year. Was it actually? No, it wasn't. No. This oh, is just wishful MCU thinking, Holden. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> uh, but then Captain America, Brave New World, uh, Thunderbolts, and Blade were all delayed to throughout 2025. Wow. Uh, Great. So. Brokaw. Those movies. I am excited for Deadpool 3. I can't wait for Deadpool 3 to do very well. Marvel will be like, oh, yeah, we're back. And then nobody wants to see those other three movies. Yeah. Potentially Bl- Blade. 
Yeah. I feel like people might see, unless it looks horrible. I something. can't wait for Captain America to bomb. And they're like, oh my gosh, one of our 10 pull franchises <laughs> just bombed. What are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good thing we had that insanely mediocre TV show to bridge Good this thing gap. We had the insanely successful Marvel's movie to, <laughs> to hold us, tide us over. <laughs> Um, right. anyway, but next up, Jimmy, big piece of news here. Oh yeah. Uh, so I heard about this. Yeah. So, uh, there's a movie, I feel like I may have mentioned it once at some point on the podcast here, but, uh, Warner bros had a movie called coyote versus Acme, uh, coming out, which was a live action animated hybrid film. Um, but they, uh, canceled it, uh, for a tax write off, Jimmy. They they did the they did the Batgirl yeah right um which for, I was reading I I I didn't confirm exactly like the quote that this was from but I was reading a couple articles that claimed that apparently they had like promised they weren't gonna like do that anymore <laughs> or something or at least in the in this way or in some similar way a corporation broke a promise Olin I cannot imagine uh but the movie starred John Cena uh and was written by James Gunn which was I I didn't know that prior to like, this full, or at least partially written yeah at I least think. partially written by James Gunn and apparently got some very positive test screenings um I don't think it's like fully completed it's at least fully filmed and I think a lot of the post-production has been done on it um but as of last night, uh, a little extra development, it was leaked to that they are now planning on shopping it around to other studios and or platforms following Backlash. Some mm. of the top uh, people seem to be Amazon, Apple, and Netflix. Um, and apparently following the news of this like getting canned, one of the reasons why they backed a, backed out a little bit on it was because several filmmakers that were like, had lined up meetings, like called the reps and just canceled meetings with Warner well, Bros. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like <laughs> you cannot do this. Yeah. You can't like from a, okay. In a vacuum, mm -hmm. a business standpoint, if you're just looking at numbers yeah, and you're not like no art, no integrity, <laughs> no people pouring their, their souls into this and have passion for this. If you're just like, okay, well to release this film, that we've already invested X amount of money into. Yeah, now yeah. we're going to have to invest another amount of money into the marketing and stuff. And how much is that? How much are we actually going to get back at that point? Mm -hmm. And is that going to offset what we would just get in a tax write-off? And if the tax write-off's more, okay, in a vacuum where you take out all those other factors, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But that's not, <laughs> that's not reality. It's yeah. not just crunching numbers. It's not just an accounting thing. The long-term, that, and that's incredible. Like, you just... So many of these, so like so many things that have happened recently. Like I, like when I think of there was a big um, disagreement in Major League Baseball mm. uh, when COVID happened between the, the players' association and the league, and like so many of these disagreements are and and strikes and stuff. It's so short sighted, and like yeah. people's lacking a view of the long term solutions or whatever television deals and all these things. It's like people will do anything to get money now as opposed to lay the foundation for a financially stable future. Mm -hmm. um, and this just seems like one of those things. Like I am some executive trying to cover my butt now yeah. to guarantee my job now, instead of actually taking care of my company and the best interest of the company and the industry in the long term. Um, which if you're going to just be this morally bankrupt <laughs> for, for creating uh, this art, right? Entertainment. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, if you do this, if you keep 
doing the Batgirl thing to all these movies, people are not going to work for you yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, then their work is just not going to be put out there or, you know, their work is not entirely guaranteed, like in terms of payment or whatever. Yeah. Like there's a lot of factors that go into that. And so it totally makes sense. You'd have or, these filmmakers that, you know, don't really want to work with you. Yeah. It, which is it just really hurts your reputation. Um, or the people who do work for you are just not going to try as hard. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. It just seems like a very, very crappy thing to do, especially... Well, since this movie is apparently good. Yeah, it's apparently good. And well, the other thing I want to add on to this is like it like James Gunn is attached to it, who is literally like one of your people. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're literally running DCU. Yeah, your DC studios, which I'm sure, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows if James Gunn is super passionate about this movie or anything, but I'm sure he doesn't. I think you know, he's a producer. See, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't, you know, at the very least want to see it go the way of just being completely canceled. So, you know, you're not fostering any goodwill there. Well, he's got a lot of love. He should just say, release it or I walk. Yeah, right. DCU, (laughs) not doing it. Superman legacy, not doing it. Yeah. He's got a lot of leverage if he really wanted to do that. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I just think that it's dumb. The the premise is like, isn't it the Wile E. Coyote? What is the premise again? He actually like. Is it like a trial? files a lot uh, yeah there's some, i think there's like for, it's I, like something like the a product that he we <laughs> used to try to get roadrunner and like didn't work and caused him a lot of yeah. it was a very creative concept yeah, i can't remember i, I but, think it is like it maybe partially courtroom drama like comedy thing where yeah there's a lawsuit it sounded very creative and yeah. i want to see this movie especially considering it's good yeah. so um let's see bombadil that they would do this yeah uh bombadil I think it's, Bombadil that it was getting written off for taxes. I'll give I'll I'll give a bur- actually I'll give it a brocod to that they're at least giving it a shot at other places. Yeah. So maybe sell average it. Sell it. Yeah, sell it. I don't know. Sell the team. It's like all these owners who are like, well, if you don't build me a new stadium, taxpayers, I'm just gonna leave for another city. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even- even I didn't know that mm. as not a sport person. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy, uh, that's it for that. But uh, next piece of news, a uh, live action Legend of Zelda movie is in the works, Jimmy. Didn't we already know this? Uh, they, I think they've said that there's like multiple like Nintendo movies in the works. Okay. But uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the series creator, uh, confirmed via Twitter this week, kind of just like out of nowhere it was there was no like build up to it or anything or it wasn't part of a nintendo event or anything it confirmed via twitter that it's being worked on over at sony uh, avi arid is going to be producing it wes ball is the director who's doing the new yeah. apes movie yeah and he did the maze runner ones yeah so he's, what a time to be wes ball yeah he's he's getting busy in, the, in hollywood i guess and Derek Connolly is screenwriter um who did all of the jurassic world movies <laughs> <laughs> so wow oof uh he did do detective pikachu which was which was all right i liked that until then yeah. sure um and he also i mean this is a movie that we never saw he did the the duel of the fate script with colin trevorrow yeah which is better than yeah what than we got rise of skywalker forgot what that movie was called for a second <laughs> um but then, yeah, uh, West Ball, uh, we'll see. I mean, I think Apes, you know, how that does and is uh, will kind of depend on my opinion of this or him being director on this. 
Avi Arid's well known for being producer on a lot of Spider-Man stuff for Sony, a lot of bad Spider-Man stuff for mm. Sony. He's from what I understand, he's like one of the main reasons why the, both the Maguire and Garfield universe is kind of he was like the studio interference that messed both mm. of those up. So that's kind of mixed. I mean, he did produce, uh, he was at least a producer on Spider-Verse, which is good. But hmm. what do you think? Have any thoughts on this, Jimmy? I, again, I don't have any attachment to this franchise yet. Um, So, <laughs> well, I dropped my, no. Get a switch, Bergeron. Jimmy. Been thinking about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'll give it a Bergeron too because the people involved kind of mixed on. I, You know, if Nintendo is happy with it, the Mario movie was all right. So hopefully it's at least all right. It is weird that it's Sony making it, which I know like Sony pictures and Sony entertainment are kind of separate, but it's still like bizarre. Yeah. It's that, but because they make PlayStation, they make PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. To clarify. Uh, but anyway, final piece of news I have for this week, Jimmy, uh, John wick five is apparently currently being written according to Lionsgate chair, Joe Drake. Apparently they started working on it right before the writer's strike and have resumed writing since it ended. What do you think of that? Um, I'm at a Bergeron because I, I think they should. My my tentative standpoint is they should end at four. Yeah. So I'm at a Bergeron. But you know, if they somehow continue the trend of them it. continuingly to get better, <laughs> I will be amazed. Yeah. It, and, you know, it also kind of depends, I think, on is Chad Stahelski going to be involved? You know, yeah. I assume, I mean, if they're calling it John Wick, I assume Keanu Reeves is involved. It will be involved, yeah. um, but we'll see. So Bergeron for that. There we go. But Jimmy, I think that's it for news this week. Yeah. I had more, but I shoved it to next week. There we go. So next week. <laughs> next week. More we'll news. A lot too. All right. Well, it'll be old, old news. We will. It'll be old. There news. we go. That's exciting. Uh, quick little Tomp eyes, Holden. What do we want to say about Tom Pies this week? It was very slow. Very slow. Very, we very slow. We had to rush eating. Um, it was it was maybe the slowest Popeyes has ever been uh, for at least our, our pre-movie Popeyes sessions, mm-hmm. um, which there were quite a few people there, but it did. I felt like I think there were really people that got there after us. They got their food before us. Well, <laughs> I literally got in line. They, like they ask you classic or spicy, right? Sure, I'm sure. like... L- whatever is going to be fast. Yeah. I, I was just, I later said, and they're like, well, we both are ready said, okay, well then I'll, I prefer classic if that's okay. Because when it comes out, it doesn't burn as much to be honest. Um, even though both are equally tasty, um, <laughs> that did not make a difference. They, it was there and it just sat there while they got everything else ready for a long time. It was, yeah, we had to eat, we had to eat Popeye's in like 10 minutes, which yeah, we were that rushing. much, grease i like i like and saturated fats and trans fats in 10 minutes does wonders to the digestive system i will tell you that i like giving ourselves a little less uh, around an hour to you know eat yeah you gotta you gotta (laughs) you gotta like pace yourself pace yourself with the popeyes (laughs) um so popeyes uh let's uh pick it up a little bit huh yeah um uh Completely unrelated to this, I will say I had A and W chicken strips um, earlier this week, yeah. and they were horrible. Yeah, well, I can imagine. <laughs> I had never had like A and W fast food before. Do they still have A and Ws in Sioux Falls. I think they have that. 
There's that one like on KFC. Oh, yeah, mixer. KFC A and W. But I think that's the only one. I still haven't been to KFC since I was in China. Yeah, <laughs> same. Uh, can't escape Popeyes the, all the way. Can't escape the Colonel's gaze in China. <laughs> Popeyes but, and then Slim's as a backup. Yeah, that oh, Popeyes chicken so good. <laughs> I always I always say Popeyes giveth and Popeyes taketh away. But really man, do. when we got that food, was it good? It was good. Oh, there, it, was it was so good. I got a nice serving of fries. Yeah, the extra basket. Got a good non-soapy biscuit. Oh, and then the tenders were decent size. They weren't the biggest or smallest I'd had, so just nice size tenders. Well, my chicken was the size that it always is because it's Fair, fried chicken. Yeah, you got the fried wings. Because so. I'm a purist, Holden. <laughs> got to get with that Louisiana kitchen chicken. Sure. Alright, that's it for Tom Pies this week. We got to talk about the season or potentially series finale of Loki, yes. which is titled glorious, glorious Purpose. Glorious Purpose. Yes. Spoiler discussion coming right after this. All right, spoilers for Loki season two, episode six, titled Glorious Purpose. You mean what? That was me saying it in reverse, but I was just making random noises. Oh, okay, yeah. I Someone should play that back. Yeah. See if, I mean, if you did that, it'd if be pretty I impressive. did that, that would be I know incredible. someone who can sing Happy Birthday completely perfectly backwards, That's like incredible. inflection and everything. It's insane. Anyway, um, this is very good. Yeah, I thought it was very good. This was a really good episode. Very good finale. Best finale out of any of the Marvel shows, clearly. I think. Like, yeah. even Loki season one is clearly the yeah. best one. Um, That's not a huge bar. No, That's not it's a really not. High bar. Loki season one is the bar, and it's and it was good, but it was probably one of the weakest episodes of that season. Um, and... Yeah, I just thought this was a perfect way to wrap up the season and potentially the series. I mean, I don't really see them continuing. I think the creators this. said they're done. Yeah. They said they were not doing a season three. I we see, aren't anyway. Yeah, I can see might. characters from this coming back in some capacity. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Loki itself is done. So I think it should be. Yeah. Um, well, but I mean, the, the whole episode starts with the, the reverse marvel logo yep the rewound i Fun. thought that was cool i was like what is happening i'm like oh it's rewound that's <laughs> neat that's a neat little thing that they did that was pretty cool uh but then the first like i don't know 20 minutes or so is loki trying to get the uh i want to say flux capacitor <laughs> the temporal, the temporal loom. loom yeah yeah to to get work fixed. yeah to enlarge the rings or whatever and he's With- which, yeah, he, he tries, I mean, he, he goes back initially and is just trying to, like, rush people through it. He gets Victor timely already and then just immediately gets disintegrated, which He's we get disintegrated a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. I was I was thinking about how that, like, initially in episode four contextually was, like, very shocking and, like, kind of disturbing almost. But then they recontextualize it. It's, like, funny in this episode Yeah, because they just keep doing it over and over again. I'm like waiting for the um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun to see him go back and he like it starts out and he's just trying to get everything done faster each time. He's yeah. like he's just speeding it up. He like goes to like where Renslayer and Miss Minutes are. Is like, hey, could you just come help me with yeah, this? Real I, quick? Look, I know you don't want this, but just get over it. Yeah, we I need to was, do this right and now. And she's like, what? <laughs> that was great. Um, but. 
yeah, then he he's eventually gets to the point where he You're gonna need to understand all of physics. Yeah. Okay. Centuries later. So which is insane. So yeah, he's been doing this for centuries. That's yeah, I as the audience, you don't feel the weight of that. Yeah. Which I think is fine because it's almost played off as more of a joke. But it's still just you would like, think you would think that he would like realize that it's you think he would figure it out before hundreds of years. You would maybe, think. Yeah. But I think maybe. he's I he's yeah, I think he's just you know, in so denial. focused on trying everything in denial and everything. Yeah. And I mean if if he is spending most of that time just learning physics and everything, he's maybe not thinking about everything like the other possibilities. Um but yeah, he's, he spends hundreds of years doing that and then he gets, you know, a perfect run. It's almost like I, I could describe it like a roguelike video game where you just have yeah. to like start over and over again. Returnal. Yeah, Returnal. I loved but, one of my favorite little bits of that was when he's like, when he's doing the little model, he's like, Mobius, you're in luck. It looks like you, but it's actually Victor Time. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little bit because it's still like harkens back to Loki still thinks it looks like Mobius and Mobius still thinks it looks like... <laughs> I just think I thought that was a, a little blink and you miss it joke that I appreciated. That was pretty good. But when he yeah, when he finally gets like a perfect run, essentially, it still just like doesn't work. He get yeah, Victor Timely gets out there. He's like, don't set down the thing on the walkway because it'll roll off. Yeah. And he gets it. Victor, in, what did I say? <laughs> He's just so matter of fact about everything. <laughs> um, And yeah, he gets the the thingamajig onto the the other thingamajig to adjust the the loom and it just doesn't work because the loom as we find out was was programmed to actually just like as a fail safe just prune everything essentially um so yeah loki ends up going back to talk to he who remains and the essentially what was the season one finale and that's where we learned that and yeah I thought that scene was pretty good Yeah, talking to him and kind of revealing that he, he who remains kind of had an idea that this was all going to go down in this way to an extent, but he also thought he was going to be able to get Loki to kill Sylvie, but that didn't end up happening. Which honestly, I, for a bit, I was like, maybe he is going to kill Yeah, her. I thought so. <laughs> I maybe. Like, yeah. Cause I'm like, kept, that's a w- interesting way for this show to end. Yeah. They kept hammering home the line where she's like, if you want to stop me, you've got to kill me or whatever. Yeah. Um, she's very stubborn. She is very stubborn. Um, but he ends up not doing that. And he, he, instead he kind of goes and has conversations with, with Mobius and and Sylvie at different points. Mobius being at the very start of the series when he first gets to the TVA Mm -hmm. and he talks to him and it, it's, I think it's very funny. I, I think it's one of the things I really like about this episode is seeing Loki with like the, his current knowledge interacting with everyone from yeah. like these different points of time. And just like he, he kind of like brushes it off to an extent, but I think it's kind of funny. But his his conversation with Mobius is very cool. And Mobius yeah. gives some history to his like his backstory regarding uh, he couldn't like prune this boy who is a variant yeah. like uh, on the timeline and implies that it was Renslayer that ended up doing it. I don't think it, he explicitly says Renslayer, but he says that all oh, the hunter is now a judge. So yeah, I'd Loki says Renslayer. Oh, he does. Okay. The, my one gripe I feel like is Renslayer and Miss Minutes. Like that didn't culminate in anything. I feel like, yeah, it didn't like, really- it felt like they were going to play a much bigger part in mm-hmm. this and they just didn't. Yeah. Which I, 
it's not a huge deal to me, but I just did like two episodes ago. I felt like they were a lot bigger of a deal than they are now. Yeah. I, it didn't bother me too much cause I, I like the direction it goes, but I totally agree. Yeah. Like they I just, just thought it was weird that they built them up so much and mm-hmm. then just didn't really do anything. Yeah. They don't really have much of any presence in this episode at all. And they didn't last episode either. No, I don't think they were in the last episode at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then through that, he kind of, you know, he's like, all right, he, he through that in his conversation with Sylvie, he's like, all right, so it, you can't just fix it. You can't just replace it with what was, you have to kind of change it. And well, yeah. my understanding is like, if he breaks the loom, yeah. which he threatens to do, then he's going to start a massive war, yeah. a multiversal war. And trillions upon trillions of people are going to die or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, free will and we did this trying and yeah. And that sort of thing. Yeah. And the, the timelines aren't getting pruned constantly. And so he goes down on that walkway, which was a really cool moment that he like his, you know, s- suit that he's been wearing, you know, disintegrates and he turn takes the Loki form. Yeah. He also, his last, like, I think it's his last line in the whole show it was improvised, but it was a callback to his last line in the first Thor movie. Cause he like, he says, he says something like, I know what God I need to be. Um, and then it's like for you, for all of us, I think is what he says as his last line. And that's like what he says, like at, when, at if you remember from the first Thor movie, he's like, Odin's like holding him at the edge of the rainbow bridge. And then he's like, Loki, why'd you do this? And he's like, I did it for you, for all of us. And mm. drops I've out. never seen Thor. Oh, so. okay. But yeah, call back to that. Apparently improvised. So I thought it was a pretty good final line hmm. for it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So then he, he blows it up and all the timelines are dying, but then he uses Loki God magic to revitalize him, And mm-hmm. he becomes the, what's the tree in Norse mythology? Uh, the world the, tree? Yeah, world tree, I think, is the just what most people call it. It has a name, but I can't remember. Yeah. Gotta play God of War again. Yeah. Norse <laughs> Whatever it's mythology called. Mythology tree. Yggdrasil, right? Yggdrasil, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was Yggdrasil. I was like, the, but then I was like, is that right? All right. Norse tree of light. Yeah, he becomes the. Yggdrasil. Which is cool. Yeah, I thought that was just nice payoff because I, it's it's a nice if this is where Loki ends up at least in terms of his overall character arc, it's perfect because you know he's he's now you know essentially formed Yggdrasil. He's an important part of Norse mythology. He's he's the god he always wanted to be. He's had a full character arc. He has his glorious purpose. All of that he um, he's. I mean, we we mentioned it last episode too. I think um, that he's he's come like full around on like humanity and everything, and just people in general. He doesn't have that cynical like nature he did before. Um, isn't as manipulative or anything. He's he's a lot more caring now. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's had he might have the best character arc in the whole MCU, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. overall like it's it, well, i think it's been very very natural for the most part and i like how the loki show has pushed him too well yeah i would say he is a 
a top tier character in the MCU now, which is weird because I really did not like him at all when in that first Marvel, uh, Avengers movie when it came out. Interesting. I really need to watch rewatch <laughs> it. I have not seen seen Avengers since it was in theaters in 2012 or whatever. 2012, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think he's great. I think uh, him and Mobius are two of my favorite MCU characters. So. Yeah, yeah. And Mobius, so. Ends with Loki holding all of the timelines together, um, but we also get a little get, epilogue, a little denouement. Yeah, so uh, the TVA still exists to some extent, um, with Hunter B-15s there, as well as Casey, and then you have um, Mobius, who seemingly quits, but it's kind of left up to the open as to exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's like he's spying on himself. On yeah. The he, he's kind of watching his, his timeline counterpart uh, with his kids and everything and, and experience. So we'll see exactly how that ends up. Selby so, presumably is working at a McDonald's somewhere. Yeah. Goes off kind of, but assume presumably doing that. Living the dream. Yeah. Renslayer is in the pruned dimension. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the big cloud monster. Yeah. So is there a way to get out of how did they get out of that in the season one? They got out of that by they found out that using I can't remember if it was mind control exactly. They like had to like interact with the big monster. Mm-hmm. And they had to like they found out that the monster was like connected to he who remains or whatever. And somehow they, they used magic and they got a portal out of it to get to the end of time or whatever. There mm. was an explanation. I can't remember, but yeah, presumably she's trapped there. Cause I, she doesn't have Loki magic. So yeah. All right. And that's how the show ends. Like, I, like I said, I, I like how it ended too. the character arcs, no post credits or anything. It nope. seemed very definitive. Yeah, I no big Kang setup, honestly, other than no. there's going to be a big multiversal well, war. I wanted to mention that. So the we talked about that variety article last week that they there was the one like they're effed by yeah. that. I'm like, are they? No, I don't. Think I so. wonder <laughs> if there was a post credit scene and Maybe. now there is not. They cut it out. Could that be. is complete speculation. It is, yeah. That's but, complete speculation. But I mean, yeah. It, otherwise, it I mean, it could feel be interpreted. Like like, it could be interpreted as like, oh, you did this. And now all the kings are coming, and there's going to be a multiversal war. But it was just like, there's going to be a multiversal war. Yeah, could be. Doctor Doom. <laughs> I still want Kang. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like. I still want it to happen. Recast. I, figure I it out. I do I don't not know. understand why that's like not their first. Like if if they want to get rid of Jonathan Majors, just recast him. I don't get John that. Boyega. Yeah, there you go. He hasn't been in the MCU right, right? I don't think so. Disney's <laughs> screwed him over. They owe him a give him a give a him a nice redo. movie. Yeah, yeah, nice nice series. He's got a lot of range too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a good like throne presence to him. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Loki got a throne. Yeah, it was very nice. There you go. I liked that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if this is the last we see of Loki, I, Tom Hiddleston has alluded to, it's not, my guess is the most we'll get is like cameo or something I could see. And maybe I, you know, maybe this would ruin the ending of this. I could see at some point in like Kang dynasty or secret war or whatever, like Thor has some sort of re reunion with him maybe just where Loki is Loki doesn't even really, but like through time travel shenanigans or something, Mm -hmm. then Thor could see how much he's grown or something. That could be a little moment, but if nothing else, good ending to the character here. 
doesn't need anything else if if there's nothing else. So. Yeah. Uh, good luck beating this MCU show. I think yes. this is just going to be the best show. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to beat this. It it I mean, went into season two and was wondering how they could if they could do better than season one. I'm not sure if it is like I was thinking about it. Season one might be more overall consistent, but these last three episodes of season two have been bangers. Yeah. And they're all directed so. by the same people, too. And yeah. they're the people that are apparently some of the people in charge of the Daredevil show. So nice. that's exciting. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, that was the big worry is can they keep up the quality of season one? And I think they did. So yeah. um, well done. Yeah. Well done. And uh, anything else to say about Loki, Holden? I don't think so. I think I'll rate it and I'll give it a nine. I honestly might like it more than Gen V <laughs> season, more than Gen V overall. But I mean, they're I both, both very good. They're both, they're both very, very good. good. Yeah. Very, very good. So, I really enjoy both of them coming out at the same time. And then you have Ahsoka coming out at the same time. It really <laughs> puts into perspective <laughs> <laughs> the quality of that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's Loki. Uh, yep. And maybe we'll be back with more Loki. Maybe not. Uh, what we are going to talk about now is the Marvels. Let's keep the MCU train rolling on into the next yes. station holding this is our non-spoiler review so spoiler free don't have to worry about anything if you haven't seen it which you probably haven't all right spoiler free yeah. review coming at you right after this so uh La the marvels yeah um the marvels the new marvel movie obviously uh sequel to Captain Marvel, also kind of Miss Marvel and, and WandaVision to an extent. But what's your synopsis? Well, thank you. I could I can just jump into the synopsis too, Olden. <laughs> Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. Boy, I do not remember any of that from the first movie. <laughs> However, unintended consequences see her shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary her powers become entangled with two other superheroes to form the, the Marvels. Wow, there's a lot of big words in there. There are. Yeah. I'm surprised you made it through that. I, I, I did <laughs> pretty really, much flawlessly. I did pretty well. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. A very zesty synopsis, if I say so myself. Uh, it's directed by Nia DaCosta, who did that Candyman movie oh, yeah. from a couple years ago. Um. But yeah, uh, it's movies getting a lot of flack. It's not doing particularly well. Although I I forgot to confirm this, I did see that it might have the highest opening for any black female director ever. So that's that's something, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, it's that was I, like a baseball stat. Like, oh, Jerry Washington's two for three every other Tuesday. He's batting four twenty eight every other Tuesday of years ending in even numbers. <laughs> this movie's bombing in terms of the yeah, like, in, in terms, the terms of, of yeah, overall. But Holden, um, I think we both can say this is better than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's, compl- it's, it's perfectly all right. Yeah, it's perfectly fine, which is not what the what the MCU needs. No, it's not. But like <laughs> but like it's it it is it is better than what a lot of people are I think are expecting or giving it credit for. It's not great, but it's yeah. it has things where I'm like, "Oh, that's fun." Yeah. It is it is kind of a mess, but it's also I don't know. There there is a lot of creativity to it. I think yeah. they do some things to rectify previous, you know, 
it questionable ch- uh, like choices in the MCU. It's also very short. This movie, yeah. this movie is uh, like a freight train in terms of pacing. Yeah. I would say it's like relentless almost. I would, you know, as much as I praise it being an hour 40, I feel like they could have, you know, given some stuff a bit more room to breathe here. If anything. I don't think so. I really? think it was fine. I was like, that was good. Done. Moving on. All right, I didn't enough. need any more of it. All right. Yeah. It felt like a movie with a lot of levity. So I like to just dwell on some things like, I don't know. I, the, the part to me that weighed it down was, I think the will, the villain is very weak. Yeah. I think that's is like very weak. Very, I was just like, okay. What's and her they, name? Let's and, see. Here. Yeah. Good. Darben. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, anytime she was on screen, I don't think it was the performance. I just honestly think the writing was just very weak for that character. I, they're like, okay, yeah, we got like refugees again and you're killing refugees and you're just doing all these evil things even though you're like we're supposed to see your perspective. It's been the same villain <laughs> archetype in like the la- in like 60% of the last Marvel things we've gotten over the last 3 years. And I just and I just like it it just did nothing for me. Um, however, I think our protagonists have been a lot of fun. I think Brie Larson is actually very likable in this movie and does a much better job than any other performance she's had. I think little Kamala Khan is great. I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I thought her her energy was was welcome. I didn't think it was like soup too cringe or anything. There's a fun little animation sequence with her. I'm yeah, like, this is yeah. unique and different. There's other ideas. I'm like, oh, this is different and fun. Uh, the cats, I think, have like a nice little payoff moment towards the finale that I thought was fun. Yep. There's some weird cultural things that's like, okay, I don't know if this is amazing, but it's like I they went for something here, and I don't know. I I, I thought it was an all right time um, with standout action uh, of anything. I thought the yeah. the trading places they they did a really good job with that uh, to do creative things. And um, make it just not generic action. I I just thought there was a much more excitement to the action here and, and, and interest. Um, and as a viewer, I thought it was all very seamless in terms yeah. of the like the the visual effects, mm-hmm. uh, which was impressive. And I I just thought I like how they like got better at trading places over time. And I like how the fact that it kind of nerfed <laughs> Captain Marvel a little yeah, bit, like yeah. so she can just do way. everything. Um, and I thought it was just like a fun, fun little like gimmick for this movie that made it more interesting than the rest of the story was. So like, I like all the ideas surrounding the story, but the story itself was still like, okay, Creed scroll stuff. I don't care anymore. Yeah. We, the secret invasion kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it took all the steam out of that. Yeah. You've, you've jumped around a lot, so I'm going to go back for seconds. And those uh, are all my thoughts. All right. On to our spoiler review. Yeah. I was like, yeah, geez, you're just, you're running through this. Uh, but performance wise, I agree. I, the thing I kind of alluded to at the, at the beginning, I think Car- uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I think she has a personality here, which you couldn't say about it, her before. It doesn't feel like manufactured. Yeah. It, it's, it's not. Like, I'm manufactured snarky woman role from Hollywood. No, it's yeah. like, oh, no, this is you're an actual person now. Yeah. And it, it felt it felt a lot more natural there. Um, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, as you said, was very good. She she was very good in her own show, too. I I to me, this is like almost Robert Downey Jr. levels of perfect casting because she is like 
a super fan in real life too. Yeah, she's she's like, she, this is like exactly what you need from this it's character. Infectious. It bleeds off the screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Tayona Paris's Monica Rambo is also, is also very good too. She's good. Just not as standout of the, not yeah. as much of a standout. Yeah. Thing. She, she didn't have the character improvement or standout moments uh, from the other two. Um, I think that's more just a script thing than her yeah. performance. Like she does a good job. Nick Fury's fun. Sam yeah. It, Nick, so I was, I was thinking about this. It, Nick Fury is fun, but it's also like, it's jarring going from secret invasion to this, his character. <laughs> yeah. well, like, well, we can all just pretend secret invasion didn't happen. Yeah. And you know, it, <laughs> it, that also could be, you know, this may have been released out of order, how initially it was maybe scripted with secret invasion or whatever. But yeah, it was like, He's it that series is so like dour and like and everything and it's it takes itself so seriously and Nick Fury's just he's just kind of a funny guy here. Mm-hmm. But still Nick Fury at the core. Um but yeah, I my my opinion on the fight scenes. The fight scenes were very well done. I there's one at the begin towards the beginning that's fantastic. It's probably the best one. But honestly, all of I would say all of the big kind of action set pieces are pretty well done, especially yeah. in terms of Marvel uh, Marvel sequences. As you said, the It's more interesting than people shooting lasers at each other. Yeah. There's a lot of it, they do as you said a lot of creative things with switching places. It looks great. It's I don't know exactly how they do it. I I mean some shots are fully CG, I'm sure, but that's another thing is that the CG in this movie I think looks pretty good yeah. overall. I think in terms of especially in comparison to uh, recent Marvel projects, save for like Loki, uh, a lot of them have been criticized for for the CG and everything, but it all looks great here. There are some if- weird things where it's like there's like this place that's like crumb, like there's this thing like mm-hmm. sucking up all this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like sucking up these like huge chunks of rocks, sure. like amazing. But then the people on the like the ground are fine. I'm like physics does not apply apparently. Um, but uh, <laughs> so there are weird things like that, or it's like this is breaking my immersion a little yeah. bit. And that goes again to like there's a lot of really good ideas here in in the periphery that I think deserve way more credit than this movie's been getting. I think yeah. there's a lot of creativity here, especially with the the action sequences. Like mm-hmm. they're exciting and very well done in, in in the genre that you know, we've seen a lot of just very blah stuff, mm-hmm. especially from Marvel TV shows. Yeah. That okay, like let's now that we have something good let's give them credit for having something good like more of this please i i haven't seen trading places superhero fighting like this yeah in a way that's very hand-to-hand combat uh in like these destructible environments or different environments and to have the levity to it to have the fast-paced action and the good choreography it's a two thumbs up for me for that action those action sequences well and just also like from a pure concept, like concept standpoint, the f- like them trading places constantly, having their powers entangled uh, for whatever reason, it's it's a very unique concept compared to yeah. a lot of what we get. Uh, I think in terms of how you know these superhero stories usually play out, and it makes um, it feel much more organic that they are bringing these characters together now. Okay, yeah. we're literally entwined. So now, okay, we have to have this reunion between Monica Rambo and Carol Danvers that. Yeah, we've kind of been building up, and now Kamala Khan gets to meet her hero. You know that sort of thing in a way that makes sense because they're intertwined, and they, they, uh, you know, literally have to be 
kind of figuring this out. I will they're affecting each other. I will say, I'm not sure, and maybe I just missed some stuff in the movie. There is some confusion for me as to their mm-hmm. powers. Yeah, it felt like it didn't apply all the time to yeah. me. I'm like, okay, I'm like, when does it apply and when does it not? Because well, so, you can like fly, but then not. But you can kind of make a fist, fiery fist, Captain Marvel, but, but you can kind of sometimes shoot things, like that, but then you can't some. It felt a li- it felt inconsistent. I wasn't sure yeah. like how what are specifically the rules here. Well, and not even that. It, for me, especially between uh, Carol and Monica, their powers. I was like, conf- I mean, like Carol shoots beams or whatever. I wasn't exactly sure what all Monica Rambo could do. She can like, like go and she can like quit being matter. She can, yeah, like, kind of like she can be like a ghost. Yeah, like, things can go through her. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of confusing. She's like, oh, you want to shake my hand? Zoom. And what then the, the act? And then like, I, you want to see me go through this wall? Zoom. <laughs> her and then her like power she utilizes to kind of solve like or at the end of the movie without spoiling it, I think was kind of confusing too. Uh, Kamala Khan's was fine because she can just like make light into matter. That's pretty straightforward, I think. But. Um, yeah, I would say another criticism I have for it is it felt like the like story between like Carol and Monica was a little underdeveloped to me. I felt like their their like dynamic didn't make the most sense to me. I don't it, remember like, the first one at all. So she's like, "You were gone forever. You said you were just coming back." Yeah. Like, okay. So she resents it doesn't make sense to me because, and once again, maybe I'm missing something, but she res- she seems to resent Captain Marvel because she didn't come back when she was a kid. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know. Doesn't everyone know like the exploits of Captain Marvel at this point? Like wouldn't Monica understand? I don't know. It didn't make the most sense to me. I don't know. It there's, felt like a forced conflict. Yeah, it, it did. I, I was like, okay, is this that? It, okay. I guess it's a, it's a big deal to you. So it's a big deal, but, I don't know. I don't know if we really felt that as the audience. Yeah. We didn't feel betrayed by Captain Marvel. No. We were like, you left us behind for 20 <laughs> years, you piece of crap. Yeah. We didn't feel that. I also... I we, also I, and people were just yelling, you're too woke, Captain Marvel. <laughs> so I don't like you anymore. I have another probably story thing I'll criticize, but it's probably more of a spoiler thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else non-spoiler. Um, as you said, the cat goose... Is is very fun, um, and all the things that come with that. Um, I don't really remember the score. I don't either. So it's probably fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Speaking of scores, Holden, what would you give this movie as a score? <laughs> uh, probably six out of ten. Okay, six and a half, maybe. I'll go six and a half. I yeah, I think it's it's fun enough. It's it's nothing great, but yeah, I, I think it's better than a lot of people are giving credit for. Yeah. I think if you are a casual Marvel fan that's been looking for something with, uh, you know, fight scenes more along the lines of like Shang-Chi, uh, where it's a little bit more, oh, like, oh, hand-to-hand, a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, moments of levity like that, I think you could enjoy this uh, if you go in with the low expectations and know that the villain is pretty middling. Yes. Uh, but again, it's not very long. It's not a huge commitment. Um, or you could just wait for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure a lot of you are going to do. Which, yeah, Yeah. you can do that. I I do think it's worth seeing, at least, as, and that's coming from someone who does not care at all about the first Captain Marvel. Yeah. 
No, I thought I, that movie was pretty overrated. I, yeah, I I think this is an overall improvement from that movie. Yeah, I don't know if that's a that movie. I do not remember at all. Yeah, this at least has some memorable stuff in it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd much rather rewatch this. Yes. Um. So yeah, there you go. That's our non-spoiler review of Captain Marvel. Let's dive into our spoiler-filled discussion right after this. All right, spoilers for uh, the Marvels. Jimmy, I realized in our non-spoiler review, when we talked about score, we did not talk about the score of Loki. Oh, well, the score <laughs> of Loki, we've always said yeah, is it's amazing. Always been good, and we're on, well I, on the record that, yeah, fantastic MCU score. Uh, just one of the top tier MCU scores. Oh, yeah. I just felt bad we didn't mention it at the very end. I have it but. stuck in my head all the time. Dun, dun, limp. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. The fight, the the, boom, boom, the arrangement boom, boom, they have at the very end of the series, too, boom, is so boom, good. Boom, I'm really excited for them to release boom. that score on, like, Spotify. It's not on Spotify yet? Uh, this, they have the first half of the season, okay. not the second half. So. All right. Uh, anyway, the Marvels, Jimmy. The Where Marvels. we start with this? Uh, well, we can start wherever you want to start, Holden. Wherever we, you know, I'm just going to talk about things that come up uh, to mind because I like to talk about specific moments and sure. that sort of thing. Sure. Um, I liked the, I thought the cat scene was fun where they figured out that, oh my gosh, we only have one escape pod or whatever. Yeah, How are we going to fit everybody? Pods. Real Titanic moment. Mm-hmm. Then they had like, well, you know, these cats eat people and then they can spin them up. So let's just have all these little cat octopus cracking things yeah. eat all the people temporarily. And then all the people are like, oh, running away. And they're like, quit running away. I th- Please I, let the cats eat you. Is easily the funniest scene of the movie because I thought it was just, it was like, it was filmed kind of like a horror scene, but like, <gasps> like we know it's good. Like we know it, that's what's supposed to happen, but everyone's just screaming. It like. was very like, it was like the wrath tar scene from Force Awakens with the tentacle monster thing. Oh yeah. Kind of like, like that, yeah. but like a, a better, better. Yeah. Um, and, I just thought like the that sort of comedy, the fact that they were playing Memories all alone in the moon. Oh, is that what they were playing? Oh yeah, yeah the cats cat song. Oh, I didn't even Yeah. Oh, I was like the song came out. I'm like, I know this song. What is this song? I'm like, oh, it's from cats. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the one good song from cats. And and so I thought that was just really comedically. Uh, hilarious, yeah, which is very redundant. Comedi- comedically, yeah, I would say that's very comedically hilarious. <laughs> that is my insight there. I'm trying to match the Captain, or excuse me, the Marvel's uh, synopsis guy. Yeah, just with my huge words, tyrannical, here. tyrannical, Anom- anomalous, unintended consequences. With see her shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. Yeah, yeah, that was not written by a sixth grader. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow, uh, you know, I that was my favorite movie moment of the movie. Yeah, I did movie. doze off all just a little. I was guys when I see a movie past seven o'clock on a weeknight, <laughs> I I'm gonna fall. It, it does so not often. matter. It does not. There's gonna be one percent of a movie I don't see. And for me, I slightly dozed off when they were on the singing planet, mm-hmm. which probably was a good time to. I, I feel like I didn't really miss much. She was like a princess. Was she? How how did that work? Okay, so she had gotten married to the prince of this planet yeah. or this society. Um, she said it was a diplomatic thing. I don't okay. think she really open elaborated. relationship. Yeah, right. it was basically just for like a yeah d- diplomacy. That's sake. what I gathered, but I again, 
yeah. was not completely coherent I, through that Overall, scene. I, you know, I have seen mixed things about the dancing planet, singing planet. I thought it was very creative and fun. And me, I can't <laughs> understand your accent. <laughs> That's what it, it reminded me of. It, yeah, it was kind of like that. If it can be it's, good in SpongeBob, why can't it be good in Captain Marvel? Right. I think it's fine. Like, I can see why it wouldn't work for people, but like, yeah, I feel but, like it's just a preference thing. Not like, that is such bad writing. That's so stupid. This movie's dumb. I think, you know, it's, it's, different enough it's nice because we see so many planets in this like universe that are just they just speak english yeah (laughs) which i mean i think they've explained is like oh they've got like translators or whatever yeah they sang in english but it's at least it's something like okay it's a little bit different there's a fun little gimmick here doesn't make the most sense maybe not could they have pushed it further maybe a bit but overall i thought it was fun i thought the dancing was cool very colorful planet too can't wait for star wars to be in the mcu yeah they're just connected. going around. It's bound to happen. Ray Skywalker. I Maybe have that's, the time stone. They've got Marvel and, and Star Wars both they kind could of do it. floundering. They could right do now. it. They could do it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> do you think that would help the them? The Death Star. <laughs> they built another Death Star. No, actually, that's the first one. They just time warped it over here. <laughs> um, oh, oh, wow. They got a whole planet full of water? Imagine all the jet skis. Wow. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, so the dancing planet, there's a cool fight scene on there. Um, yeah, they were going to steal the water. I, I wasn't, I, I guess I'm not exactly Why, sure. Yeah. They're still in the salt water. Yeah. They're stealing salt water, whatever, I guess. But I'm also unclear, like, okay, so they, they kind of stopped it, but I would assume they like had already stolen a bunch of water. So that would probably affect that planet quite a bit <laughs> yeah but i mean if you think of like a huge ocean it wasn't that long i guess yeah that's probably true just a little lower water level yeah um and they're like we're gonna steal your son yeah because she was apparently just because i'm just because i'm vengeful when we could literally go to all these other stars that have zero impact on anybody and just steal one of those without any consequence i didn't i okay so she was going after planets that Captain Marvel was connected to. So it makes sense. Earth, you've got the dancing planet because she's married to the guy or whatever. But I didn't like the other planet is just a scroll planet. She helped the scrolls or something. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember the first movie Holden. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's like, like there are more scroll refugees. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anywhere to go. Like, OK, <laughs> aren't you happy? Aren't like a million what of you on Earth? <laughs> Yeah, like now you can literally go anywhere and blend and it. And now there's just more on Earth, too, because Valkyrie comes and picks him up yeah. and takes him to New Asgard or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Now they're just all on Earth, I guess. Yeah. Um, Kamala Khan's yeah. like, Captain Marvel will fix this, I promise. I'm like, well, gee whiz. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Waiting I, for Captain Marvel to be like, shut the heck up, little I, twerp. I like the angle of Captain Marvel. Like I, I like the angle that her destroying the Supreme Intelligence at the end of the first movie just had these dire consequences for this people. Like I, I, think I that's, could not have told you that that happened in that movie. Yeah, I, on, I, I, I do I not remember the. I do not remember the plot at all. I kind of forgot until I like read the plot again before watching the movie. But I the like that entity. idea that like you know what she what she did at the end you know has this these drastic effects. But I feel like it's not pushed far enough with either the villain or Captain Marvel herself. I didn't really feel like 
like she felt a little regret, but I felt like it didn't really play too much into her character ultimately. I don't, I don't know. Because if she's like, I would feel like someone like her, if she had inadvertently like doomed an entire people, even if they weren't necessarily people she liked initially, like she'd, you know, feel a little regret. Well, they're like, well, just restart the sun. She's like, well, I've never tried anything like that before. And they're like, well, well just do it. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And then yeah, she just, just does do it. it. <laughs> that part seems a little cheap. That did seem cheap. I, I forgot about that, honestly. <laughs> Oh man, I doomed this entire planet. I could try restarting the sun, but God, that does seem like a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, I don't that know. Might, I've never... That might hurt. <laughs> yeah. Even though she's like indestructible. Yeah. Um. Uh. While I'm criticizing things, I also didn't understand. While I'm criticizing things, Holden, you're ugly. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. You didn't that have was, to say that it. Was, We're that all was, thinking that it. was a bit. That was a bit. That's that's why I'm not publishing the video for this anymore. Just um, gone. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't understand at the end when Monica's just like, all right, just overload me with power, and I'll just close this thing. Yeah, it was like okay. Yeah, I didn't understand how she knew she could do that. I don't know. Don't think <laughs> about it, Holden. I guess yeah. Don't think about it. Yeah. But she gets she gets trapped in the X Men universe, I guess. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Got Kelsey Grammer's Beast, who's all CG. Yeah, so I don't know. Nice. Um, what else? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that significant spoiler related to Kamala. Um, she comes to realize she's got both the bracelets now. She's got both both the bracelets. Yeah. So she should be really powerful. Yeah. But. Well, I okay. I that was the other thing. So I like. So she can handle both bracelets, but the other lady can't. Well, maybe she tried to overuse them. I don't know. Yeah. I That, that didn't make the most sense to me. And then at like the end of the movie, it looked like she just had one on again. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's too dangerous to use both. Maybe. But I don't know. There you go. She's come to realize Captain Marvel's a person and not just her idol. Wow. Oh, very there deep. you go. Um, look, it was all right. Yeah, There's holes. You can poke in it. Uh, but I think it's a lot better than people are giving it credit for, particularly the action. So I okay. think, uh, yeah, like uh, there were enough things that were different here. It was short enough that I did not mm-hmm. have a bad time. I had a good time. Much better time than I thought I was going to because I was dreading this movie. I think if you go into this movie and or if you went into this movie in spoilers and you weren't like, I'm going to hate this movie. I hate Disney. Uh, yeah. You probably left going, that was all right. And then thought about it more. And you're like, well, I could poke a hill and poke a hole, poke a yeah. hole, poke a hole. And it was, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess before we move on, I did want to mention the fight scene towards the beginning, which is quite good. In the house. Yeah, in the house. Oh, I, thought was, yeah, I hope they have insurance. Yeah, right? <laughs> the, the house just gets completely destroyed. I'm always, I'm always thinking like, th- gee whiz, this is going to cost a lot of money. They're like flipping be- between that, the saber station and a, like a Kree ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then like Goose gets involved, which I thought was fun, just eating and attacking people and that's kind of where we find out spitting that, people out. Yeah, the finds out we find out that don't necessarily like die die when yeah. they get eight. But yeah, that was a fun scene. Yeah, best part of the movie, honestly, probably. Sweet. There you yeah. go. Any um, other thing else to say? I'm not sure there is. 
All right, then that's our review of Captain or the Marvels, whatever it's called. Uh, let's talk about the other movie that came out this week. David it starts with the yeah, David Fincher's The Killer. Yes, the killer who kills. This is going to be our spoiler-free review. So if you haven't seen it yet, you haven't popped on the Netflix, you're you know locked out of your parents' account or whatever. You're still safe. This is our non-spoiler review of The Killer. All right, The Killer from David Fincher. Jimmy, what's the synopsis? There you go. Got right into it. Solitary, cold, methodical, and unencumbered. Ooh, that's a good one. By scruples. Oh, our regrets. A killer waits in the shadows, watching for his next target. Yet the longer he waits, the more he thinks he's losing his mind, if not his cool. Is that really the premise of the movie? Apparently. (laughs) I feel like I'm doing very well at reading these premises. That have look at this solitary, cold, methodical, and unencumbered by scruples or regrets. A killer waits in the shadows, waiting for his next target. I read that flawlessly. Yeah, you did a good job. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm not convinced that's that's <laughs> the synopsis I would use for this movie. Anyway, yeah. Seventy seven percent of Google reviewers like this movie. Yeah, this movie is it's not as unanimously loved as I would say a lot of other David Fincher's movies are. Um, uh, especially movies kind of of this similar style. Uh, regardless, it was uh, written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Walk, Walker. You don't say Wal- Walker. Walker. Walker uh, who apparently wrote Seven with David Fincher. Mm. So they've worked together before. Uh, I quite liked this movie, though, Jimmy. Yeah, what the heck? Why, is so many, why are there so many one out of five reviews on Google? What is happening? Like what is there some sort of like this movie's woke or something? I don't think it is. I think it's just like this movie is it's pretty simple. Like at least in, in terms of execution, He's it's a pretty deadly simple. Bore yeah, New I York think times. Wow. And it has like a uh, I'd say like a, a pattern, I guess, to yeah. it. Like that I feel like people might get bored by, but I don't know. I thought it was I thought Very it was fun. quite good. I do think it's a little slow, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it because it is methodical. Like it's yeah. like he's very much like um disclaimer, I did see the first 20 minutes of this and then I saw the rest of it like two days later. So sure. I mean that maybe that affected my viewing of it a little bit. But I uh, I thought this movie was very good and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. And I really liked how it was kind of segmented. It's kind of it reminds me of like promising young woman. Um, oh yeah, yeah. In the way that it's like, okay, here is my Chapters. chapter target, kind of this contained sure. story that you could watch, honestly, just separately, and then it's pieced together. Um, I thought it was very entertaining, honestly, and I liked how you didn't quite know how things were going to go down. Yeah, I think there's moments of levity in it that are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And all around, I just thought it was like, I thought this character, the killer, uh, played by Michael Fassbender, was pretty interesting. And like, you kind of are getting inside of his head and the way he perceives himself versus what he's actually like. Yeah. That sort of thing. I thought that was pretty well done. Like you said, it's a simple movie. Um, I don't think it's like the best David Fincher movie, but I thought it was a very solid entry and and worth watching. Yeah. No, it's... um it's very David Finchery in terms of how it's like made and everything like mm-hmm. David Fincher's movies are, are very well known for being so like 
methodical themselves and like having a lot of like like basically perfectly shot right yeah. like there's really no i i feel like this movie is shot and edited like with like a fine tooth comb i guess yes. maybe you could uh, say. masterfully yeah, yeah masterfully like it, there's really no there's no there's nothing extra in here it feels like nothing was left out and everything is just, it, it looks fantastic. It's got all the, the blues and oranges that you could want in a oh, David Fincher movie. Oh, all the movie. blues and oranges. <laughs> um, but uh, performance-wise, Michael Fassbender, I mean, uh, I've always said, and we've always said that he's a very good actor who has, like, the worst agent. And this is this is uh, <laughs> finally a good movie that he's in. <laughs> yeah. So, good Although for I him. I never did see the Steve Jobs movie. You liked it? Yeah, okay. He is good. In, he's He's got some good movies under his belt, but I feel like, especially in the last several years, a lot of movies he's in, are, he, he is way too good for. Um, and Are you part. telling me Assassin's Creed isn't amazing? I have <laughs> I not forgot seen he was it. in that. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen a Fincher movie. No, I think the last one I watched was Zodiac before this, but I'm trying to think. Mank. Like, oh, no, I think I watched Zodiac more recently than Mank, actually. Um, but does, is it part of his style to have like, I don't know what to call if this is the right term for them, but like inserts shots where it's like a, a sequence is happening and then it's like a very specific, like close up piece of I the action. So, yeah. that's like inserted. It's very like jarring, but in a good way. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I just really noticed that here to like good effect, whether it's like someone's like hands mm-hmm. close up or a very specific thing, like the twisting of a neck or like, you know, and it's just very brief, uh, but jarring close-up shot yeah, accentuates uh, that accentuates and it kind action. of extends the action a little bit, mm-hmm. um, almost like a little Sam Raimi esque, but more like subtle, I guess. More yeah. like you don't internalize it as much. Or, yeah, it's or something that's happening. It, yeah, a lot of people just might not even register as happening, but it's yeah, it's something that's it does, used. Yeah, to, it works really well subconsciously, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really, I enjoyed those here. Um, and I like how it was segmented into parts because I do think it makes you very much like you have to have variety in the film. And I think it's like very distinct chapters that you could like yeah. I could go back and rewatch one of these things without mm-hmm. sitting in and rewatching the whole movie. It, it, it reminds me, like I said, uh, Promising Young Woman. It also reminds me of like Inglorious Bastards. Well, and uh, the first I mean, it's not uh, Quitting after the first 20 minutes or taking a break or whatever isn't the worst because I feel like that especially works as like a short film almost. Oh, yeah. Like it, 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 it well, is very any segmented. of these really yeah. would work as a short film, but but that one would too. Yeah, especially. But um, I, I, I want, I've forgotten to mention it earlier. This feels like, and I don't want this to be like reductive to this movie or anything. It feels like the best possible like hitman adaptation i was thinking the same thing i was like this is hitman yeah i I thought so many times i'm like okay yes that's very hitman-esque that's very hitman-esque who's this movie for if you like playing the hitman games (laughs) this is up your alley yeah it feels like an unofficial adaptation in a way because it is it it spends so much time in term in like surveillance it spends so much time in like every aspect of like the hitman job disguises sneaking when getting security clearance that sort of cleaning up you know, and, and escaping successfully and everything mm-hmm. and the kill itself, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, it pretty much every like encounter in this is, is kind of spent yeah, with all of these like steps taking its time. And, it, and while I haven't played the Hitman games themselves, I've seen plenty and you've talked about it. Yeah, and, they're fun. Yeah. The little bit limited time. I'm like, I play them I'm like, Oh, I really enjoy this. And I play mm-hmm. it for like two hours and never play it again. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's funny because it's like the people also search for a section on Google that has Gone Girl, Girl with the Dragon Tread 2, Zodiac, obviously, and then Hitman yeah, <laughs> from <so>. 2007. <laughs> um, no, this was great. I thought the exact same thing. So if that's intriguing to you, you should definitely watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really liked it. I, I liked the performances. I Again, it's not one that you have to commit to the whole thing, honestly, in one sitting. You no. could just be like, all right, I have 20 minutes. I'll watch the first 20 minutes. All right, I got another 15, 20 minutes. So you can watch the next part and, but it's also and watch not, in chunks. It's only two hours. Yeah, it's so not it's long. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, you could taste test it. You could yeah, watch you the could. first 20 minutes and be like, do I like this, yes or no, mm-hmm. um, and, and sit through it because I was like, oh, this is... I didn't know what to really expect from this movie. I was I I didn't know that the the um before we got the first trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the premise was. I was thinking more like serial killer sort was of thing, that like too. not yeah, Hitman yeah. but serial killer. So I was a little disappointed when the first trailer came out. Honestly, that was like oh, okay, it's a Hitman thing, not a serial killer thing. Um, so I guess I wasn't as excited for it, and I was like, okay, I don't. I wasn't really looking forward to watching this movie, and I was like, well, you know, that first twenty minutes was pretty good actually. Um, and then I, I enjoyed the other hour and a half before the credits. So I, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was very well done and, and very entertaining. I also want to say the sound design is very good mm. in this movie. It's there. So it has a big focus on music by the Smiths. I believe yeah. there's <laughs> so, so much. A lot. I'm like, <laughs> this guy really likes the Smiths. Um, which is funny because he has, you see at the beginning, like a whole playlist of his music and it doesn't look like it's all the Smiths, but that's just kind of all the plays in the movie. Um, but so you get a lot of, there's several scenes where it like, it's him like preparing for a kill or focusing. He's listening to the Smiths and then it cuts away and it's like the music stops and then it cuts to his perspective and the music's very loud again or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was great. And the score itself is another Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, who does a lot of Fincher's music, was very weird. It's it's not a score I would listen to on its own at all, but it, no. it was very, like, I I thought it was very good for the movie. Yeah. it. I didn't notice it very much. Sure. Um, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Lost it. But, um, yeah, no, I I honestly don't know if I have a ton else to say. Oh, I was, I, here's what I was going to say. Um, I like how you didn't know exactly what he was going to do each time. Like you were kind of piecing yeah. it together. Like they don't like it's, it's not like spoon fed to us. You get little bits of information at a time and you kind of bridge the gaps. Oh, okay. This is the plan. This is what he's doing. That sort of thing. And then you get to see it play out and you're like, I know it's not going to go exactly to plan. What's going to be go, go wrong here. And then getting the little, you know, a lot of times like the, the internal monologue cliche can fall flat for me in a film like Ad Astra. I know that was like sure. a, an issue I had. For here, I think there's not a ton of dialogue in a lot of things. There's a lot more visual storytelling. There are some conversations. Yeah. Um, including one with Tilda Swinton, I think is the the a really good one. Um so I even the, I think like, the internal mono, the internal monologues here are mm-hmm. I think a lot more effective than other films and yeah. I think they add and not detract to it. He doesn't have very many like actual lines in the movie. It's it is a lot of internal dialogue. And one of the things I really liked about it in addition to just like the content of the dialogue was it was it would like sometimes just work in real time with what he was thinking because mm-hmm. it is like it is ultimately like what he's thinking at any given moment. And so like in the scenes where he's more calm, he has more like it's slow. He's kind of thinking about his mantra and a bunch of other things like at the beginning of the movie. 
But then like if something happens that's like against his plan, he just, you know, he's like trying to recite his scriptures. Yeah, you know, exactly. So he's yeah thinking his way through everything. I think it's done very well. And I like how he's like kind of contradicting it sometimes. It's like he contradicts himself a lot (laughs) in terms of his mantra. And at some point he just like I feel like he drops part of it at a certain point because he kind of recites it in each part. But I thought it was very good. Holden, anything else to say non spoiler wise? Uh, I don't think so. No. All right. What are you going to score this one? Uh, this is probably, uh, eight and a half. Nice. Sweet. Uh, obviously if you like other David Fincher movies, if you're interested in the Hitman things, watch the first 20 minutes and then, uh, decide whether or not you want to watch the rest of it is what I would say. If you have Netflix, might as well do it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, go over to Amazon prime, watch killing vote. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. That's uh, that's what we got for non-spoilers. Let's dive into our spoiler-filled discussion of the killer. You have been warned. Go pop open your Netflix app and, and watch that sucker. Okay, spoilers for the killer. The killer who kills. Yes. Um, well, so we can start with the kind of beginning of the movie. Uh, which is the little bit in the Parisian room mm-hmm. uh, where he's staking out a, a hotel room, it seems. Um, very rear window. Yeah, I was gonna, just going to say <laughs> rear window. Yeah, Which, I mean... It's, a movie it, I haven't seen. Yeah, it's not exactly the same because uh, he's not you know trapped there or anything, but so much of the time is spent there, and uh, he's like doing stretches. He's, he's mm-hmm. going through his monologues mm-hmm. and everything, just watching everything. And it's so... As the audience, we don't know exactly what he's doing. Like, we know he's out on a hit, but we don't know who he's looking for. We don't know where they are going to be exactly Mm because there's a lot of misdirection with him, like, looking around at various different parts of, like, across the street. Mm And there's a lot of people he focuses in on. You're like, could that be it? No, it's not. And then eventually it's it's that big hotel room, it seems, um, and some old guy. Who we don't know who he is and then he at just any point in the movie. Shoots the lady in an accident. Misses him. <laughs> Which is uh, is so good because up to that point, like he's like his internal monologue, we have the, you know, he's so idea. assured of himself. He's so assured of himself. He's obviously like a sociopath of some to some mm-hmm. extent. No empathy. No empathy, narcissistic to an extent. And he's like he seems very professional. He, he never about, misses ever. Never misses. He says at one point he's like, you know, you know, for people, you know, for people that are able to afford me, you know, I don't, I, they don't have to convince me to kill anyone or whatever. They shouldn't have to waste time like that or whatever. But um, yeah, and then he just misses. <laughs> and honestly, it's almost kind of funny that he misses. Like f. Yeah, just swears. And then yeah, he he leaves or he, I mean, you know, part of me thinks as good of a hitman as he is and as assured of himself as he is in this movie, like he is also, he messes up a lot. I was going to, well, that's what I think is like the best joke is like, he's so confident in himself, but he, the rest of the movie kind of just proves how not great of a hitman he is. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe, you know, part of that is his, his focus and, you know, everything ego is maybe broken by this botched hit. But yeah, he's it's he's kind of doing everything imperfectly. And he 
He's getting away with everything, but just not according to this meticulous no. plan he has. Well, I just think it goes to show how his delusions and like mm-hmm. how he is just so confident in his abilities, overconfident. Um, yeah, I I think it adds to the the character, and that's why I think it's creative. I I do think I I guess my qualm is I do think some things just go on too long unnecessarily, mm-hmm. like. Like the where he's like ch- getting chased or like going through the airport or like just kind of more mundane things. Like I'm like I didn't need all of this stuff necessarily. Yeah, not everything is I guess completely necessary. It doesn't feel super airtight to me, and I don't think all all these moments are like act, like actually adding to the characters all the time. Um, but I do think there there are things like that along the way. Um. But it's like even then, like he, he goes, he's like going through airport security and then there's like the dog there and he's like worried about the dog. But I'm like, well, what's the dog going to like? Why are you why are you afraid of the dog? Like the dog, you don't have like drugs on you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's nothing that like he just seems like paranoid AF <laughs> for a lot of this. I love how they do accentuate all his different identities. Yeah, that every, like every Mr. single time whatever. he like boards a flight or rents a car, they they say Thank you for your your patronage. Yeah. What's your name? Yeah. That was very funny. That was a joke that's like it kept going, but it was it almost got funnier each time because yeah. it's just of how many there were. He's so paranoid. He, like he puts the cup on top of the handle and the the little lid or whatever you want to call it for the his dish and the mm-hmm. and the hotel for the room service. And he's on the planes. He's always like scouting out. And he sees that one guy who he thinks is like following him or yeah. might be following him. And because of that, he like delays his flight. Yeah. <laughs> like just because of that. And it turned out to very, be nothing. Very paranoid. Uh, and then he gets home and it, is it like his, that was the one that, is it his girlfriend? Yeah. Or girlfriend. Wife, girlfriend. Okay. That's like attacked. Um, yeah, his, the, because of the botched hit, the, there was a couple other assassins that were sent to like, yeah, kill him. the consequences yeah. like, okay, well, this is what Trim happens. Loose ends, yeah. Automatic consequences for this, all that stuff. It's like, well, you weren't supposed to go home, man. You're supposed to disappear after that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I do think, um, that, that I would say maybe like the 20 minutes after the first 20 minutes is like the slowest part of the movie for me. Yeah. Like when you're well, like the in between, like him b- messing it up and him actually like starting this like revenge tour. It's kind of, yeah. It's before the kind of rhythm of the movie gets down and yeah, before it, really it kicks into gear. Yeah. Before you get into the whole methodically planning out certain things and executing them and whatnot. That Literally. That is probably the only part that's like, not like that i would say yeah um yeah no i but after that i enjoyed it starting with the ride with is it like leo or something yeah the cab driver i did get a i think this was like a little visual gag but like when he goes to call leo there's like an orange taxi there who's like this guy waiting outside the orange taxi and he kind of like what the heck man like he called leo in the middle of this conversation while this orange taxi was open yeah he had been sitting there <laughs> and then he rides back to the airport or wherever in the orange taxi oh he? yeah he comes out like oh, he I exits an that. orange taxi and i'm like oh there we go. okay that's <laughs> i thought funny. that was a funny little gag <laughs> um if you caught it uh, which I think I caught correctly. Maybe, maybe I'm just imagining things. Which, yeah, that I think the moment where he kills Leo is the first time you're like, okay, 
I'm like, like this, this guy's dead. Like he's he said, the lady's like, show no empathy. I'm well, like, he's wait, he's just gonna kill this. But guy. it was, I think it was also like the moment for for the killer character where you're like, okay, this guy's like doesn't mess around because he's every other time, yeah, every other time he's like, you know, he tried to kill the. It was an accidental kill or whatever on his job, but he hadn't really seen him kill anyone in cold blood yet. Yeah. And of all the people, Leo was probably the most deserving to just live because he literally was just—he was just a driver paid to be like, a yeah. taxi driver. <laughs> like he wasn't like he, and he gave him the information. Like yeah, said everything didn't he knew, know anything else, you know? Yeah. So, rest in peace, Leo. Yeah, <laughs> rest in peace, Leo. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Though then we get um, who's our kind of our first victim here? It's uh, the lawyer, right? The lawyer, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's which that was a great scene. So the, it's it doesn't go into it too deeply, but it seems to be the backstory with this killer character is that he went to law school, and then this lawyer guy, I don't know if he's a professor or if he's a lawyer or both or whatever, but he like convinced the killer character, at least according to the killer, in his in his own inner monologue to to become a killer for him and. Yeah, so they they end up work, they're working together, and the lawyer guy seems to be the the man in the chair, if you will. Yeah, for this operation. Um, but I, that was my favorite thing, where he's like dressing up as the recycling mm-hmm. worker and figuring out how to break in. And, yeah, you know, he's he's got he's got like oh he says that he's got was, like that six was very hitman. Yeah, that was very very hitman. Six safe houses just full of like everything you could need. He's got magnetized license plates. Mm-hmm. He's got the decals you can put on whatever, and yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, that was great. Dressing up, mm-hmm. infiltrating, using the nail gun. Yep. It should take about six to seven. He's like doing the whole Sherlock Holmes <laughs> thing. Like, oh, with this and this and this and la, la, la. And I come to this conclusion and he's dead. Yeah, he's just dead. And then, yeah. F. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. But, um, yeah. And then you have the the whole kind of a- aftermath of that scene with the uh, the assistant, the receptionist or whatever you want to call her. Dolores, I think. Dolores, Yeah. Which was that was pretty great too, and he's taking her to the house and like the whole code. I thought was interesting for like yeah. the clients and just snaps her neck. Yeah, well, it's I, it's some of it seems to be like empathy, right? In that case, because he says show no empathy, and then he like lets her live. So you're like thinking he's made a mistake, but uh, I guess it did work out for him. Yeah, it's but at the same time, like he is showing her empathy by seemingly just leaving her body there. Right. Like yeah. he, he made it look like an accident where she could, she could have just like fallen yeah. down the stairs or whatever. Yeah. Um, so her kids could get her life insurance. Yeah. So it, that's kind of, you know, one of the main contradictions there is a little slight bit of empathy, even if he, mm-hmm. he still does just kill her. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Uh, I, th- I think uh, that was probably my favorite, favorite of the, of the kind of all the sequences. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um, but then we have I think the next one's the like the guy, right? The the big brute yeah, guy with down his, in Florida. his pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um what do you drugs? Drugs. Yeah, I, I was like, I think he's gonna drug some sort of garden dog here. It's what and then it's what he does. And I thought it, I thought it was funny him buying all the stuff at the store. Like yeah. the, the meat and just like Nyquil. a bunch of NyQuil. <laughs> it's like uh turning some heads. Um, yeah, 
so that whole infiltration, you're like, there's going to be a fight here. Like, he's not going to just come and execute this guy. And how he did not, like, how is he not knocked unconscious by this oh guy? He God. just way, I mean, he just lays into him a couple punches there right away. Where he, like, jumps and slams back. Oh, my gosh. That. Oh, my gosh. He did look dazed after that. The fight scene was pretty good yeah. in general. I thought that was pretty of, well executed. A lot of broken glass. Yeah. John Wick. <laughs> Lots of broken glass. Yeah, but it, it was a very well done action scene. Very tense. It reminded it, me of that Barry season two. I, I was thinking that scene. too, especially when Ronnie it started. Lily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. But um, yeah, I thought that was great. I thought it was funny that I, I can't remember what he was saying. The guy was like saying something, and he just gets shot like mid sentence. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yep, yeah, good. Um, they burns his house down. That dog could get some some hops yeah that was it was jumping up high yeah also terrifying mm-hmm. as someone who has been chased by a dog terrifying yeah um and then of course we have uh the tilda swinton scene yep uh which i well that might be my favorite too i like i like so the, the lawyer good. one and and that one the best yeah I think. uh but just the conversation and i liked her story of the bear and the, the hunter yeah, yeah. That but was that was pretty cool. comical and all the food and Well, and I like that he so he finds where she lives and then like trails her and is like going to kill her. Seems to like that he's just gonna kill like a drive by shooting kind yeah. of thing. Which she even kind of mentions later on. And then he decides not to. Well, there was like a little siren cop car. That oh, was hear. that why? It was like boop boop. No, I thought so I, thought I figured was, that was why he didn't quite have the opportunity. Oh, no, I thought I thought it was once he saw her, like he decided not to. But you, you could be right. Maybe I, I just yeah. didn't pick up on that. She but. does look like a Q-tip. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Described as a Q-tip. Um, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. It's a Q-tip. But yeah, then the whole conversation at the restaurant. And yeah, as you said, the story with the bear is very good. It, and I... Michael Fassbender just has like one expression the entire scene. I was like waiting for it to change and it does like a little bit, but there are a couple shots where it just goes back to him. I'm like, I know it's not, but this could be the same shot from before because <laughs> he's just like stone face sitting there completely still nearly unblinking mm-hmm. in some cases, but never trust anyone. Yeah. Good thing he didn't. She would have gotten him mm. shot her in the head. Yeah. Going for the knife. Yeah. It was very good. I like Lend it. a girl a hand, would you? <laughs> nope. And then finally we get the, the billionaire mean guy. Yes. Um, which he like he like stalks him around, stalks him at his gym. Yeah. Which it I thought that was very cool. He uses the gym hit uh, the his like key card or whatever in the in the locker, copies it. Very clever, I thought. Um, and it's just like, it, it's so fun to see like the lengths he goes to, to like get this because he like, he starts a gym membership and initially you're like, how's oh, he going to get him at the gym or whatever? But no, he's doing that just to get this key card. And then it's kind of this whole domino effect. And then he gets in because a Postmates guy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny as someone who is door dashes, mm-hmm. like security is uptight until someone wants his watermelon or whatever. Yeah. From Postmates. And then he just, it's like, you better not do any of this again. <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, I, I think 
I, like the killer doesn't really have an arc, but I, I think it works because I'm like, okay, it works, so, but it's not super satisfying as a viewer, yeah. I think. Like, but the I don't guy, think it's supposed to be. The guy clearly did not know what he was doing. Like yeah. he was someone he says, like he knew he was ordering a hit. That was about the extent of it. Then when the hit went wrong, like the lawyer guy was like, well, do you want loose ends cleaned up? And the, the guy's just like naive and is like, I did not know what that meant. Yeah. At least to the extent of what that meant. Yeah. But then um, you look at it and the the kind of mean billionaire guy gets to live and the poor taxi driver who just did a yeah, job right? is dead. Like, yeah. In the big picture, it is kind of sad. But but then he gets to live with his girlfriend. In retirement. In retirement. Yeah. Heavily after. Heavily, happily ever happily after. ever after. After. Saying after. <laughs> Uh, and that's the killer. Anything else to say, Holman? I don't think so. All right. There you go. There we have it. On to our final segment of the show, which, of course, Holden, is what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Uh, so for this week, I rewatched the first Hunger Games movie, Jimmy. No, 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 no. Shaky cam galore. Yeah. yeah, I was so... It's the only one that's not directed by Francis Lawrence. Um, and it definitely... I mean, I, I granted, I haven't seen the sequels quite yet. I think I'm planning on rewatching them before we see the movie. But... Uh, the new movie. But this one feels very different from what I remember the other movies being. And it is... It's not that great. It's it's pretty mid. It's very long. As I was telling you, I didn't remember it was like two hours, 20 minutes, which just feels very long for this movie. Yeah. Granted, I didn't feel the world building being quite as like lengthy. Like I, I remember as a kid being really bored in like the first half of this movie. I didn't feel that. Had you read the book here. before? I think I had. So maybe that's why I was bored. I was like, okay, that's like, I already know this all happens, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It it was fine. I you know Jennifer Lawrence is good. Josh Hutcherson paints himself as a rock at some point in the movie. <laughs> to, that's to right. Yeah, that's in the book. <laughs> yeah, it is in the book. Um, I just remember Stanley Tucci being great. Yes, as he's Caesar very Flickerman. Good. I just remember as a kid watching that. I'm like, this guy is the standout. Amazing. He was so good. And from what I understand, early reviews of the new one, apparently his like equivalent in this one is very good too. Cool. So excited to see that. Um, but aside from that, I also uh, watched the Muppet movie from the seventies. Oh wow. Which I had never seen. I also watched the, the one that came after the great Muppet caper. Is that, is that the one with rainbow connection? Yes, it is. Why are there so many? Songs about rainbows. Such a good song. And honestly, every song in that first movie is so good. And I, I didn't realize I had known like some of the other ones. Um, but it's just that first movie is just such a fun ride. It's like I haven't the, seen it. Yeah, uh, I would recommend it. The Muppets, I mean themselves, just fun characters, very colorful, literally and figuratively. Um, I think I've seen most of a Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, with Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Who apparently on that movie, he like his whole thing was he just treated the Muppets like they were people. That was how he like stayed in character. And that's why he's like so serious in the movie. He's like, 
He's refused to see them as puppets. I refuse to see you as a puppet. <laughs> um, but yeah, did that. Watch that. The, se- the second one, Great Muppet Caper, was also very good. I also, last week, I, I realized, if kind of going out of order here, I saw Stop Making Sense. How was that? Um, Concert movie. Well, yeah, then you didn't the go see heads. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour? No, but I saw the Talking Heads one because I like Talking Heads more. Um, it was good. I like Everyone says this is like the, the, greatest, best, the greatest concert, concert movie, movie ever made. And maybe it's because Talking Heads is like, like I like them, but they're not like one of my favorite bands or anything. I was like, yeah, it's a good concert movie. Uh, the music's, it's very well performed. I like the ambition of it because it's like, it starts out at the very beginning and it's just David Byrne, the lead singer, playing acoustic guitar and singing. And then at, by the end of it, it's super elaborate. It just kind of super like evolves over time. That's very cool. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not a five star stop making sense person. I'm a mm. four star stop making oh, sense wow. person because oh, it's very wow. good, but not like one of my favorite movies, I would say. Okay. I don't care. I don't, I probably <laughs> wouldn't watch it anyway. Yeah, I know. I offered for you to come with I'm me. I'm a hater. <laughs> you're, a, you're a talking heads hater. Gotta shake it off, shake it off. Oh. Uh, but then I finished Fall of House of Usher on Netflix. Very good. I That finale was was really, really good. Um, I'm very curious to maybe go back and read some Edgar Allan Poe stories and see how those kind of tie in because mm. it's very dense with references to those. Um, but very good Mike Flanagan series. If you like his others, I recommend that. Um, and then I, yeah, just been watching Venture Brothers and I hundred percented Super Mario Wonder. So yeah, did that in Spider-Man, which came out on the same day within like two weeks. I'm like halfway done with Spider-Man almost. Yeah. So goes to show you how little of a life I have, I guess. (laughs) And how much of a life I have. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, but I started, uh, Dead Space remake. Nice. Using that EA access thing. What's the date today? I think that ends on the 17th. 17th. Okay. I got time yet. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, a little PSA for you. Mm-hmm. EA access, I think it's called. Yeah. It's a subscription service to EA. Which is. Yeah, the evil empire. But I, I will say horrible service. Aside from like Dead Space, it's like very like no games hey you want to play fifa last year except (laughs) it's not even called fifa anymore we're called it ea sports fc (laughs) all right but what they're doing right now promotion 99 cents for one month subscription and with that one month subscription you can play the dead space remake so essentially you're paying yeah yeah. you're paying a dollar to play dead space if you can play it in a month which you probably can yeah um i will say though i i just started it last night so i've played maybe like 30 40 minutes of it it is very hard yeah <laughs> i'm like and maybe i just like have not figured it is out is there no yet, difficulty like, calibration there is okay i'm playing on like medium like just the normal difficulty i'm playing on medium rare yeah there you go I like to <laughs> that'd be funny if that was i like to play my video games on medium rare honestly <laughs> i like like the second easiest if that's normal there, then it's normal if it's easy then it's easy if there, it's storytelling that's too too easy gotta go easy yeah there's there there are two lower than medium there's there you go story medium easy yeah medium rare there you easy. go <laughs> yeah no it's but it's it's very it looks gorgeous sound design so far has been very cool i'm eager to play more but i am very bad at it right now so we'll see but what about you jimmy what have you been doing i have not been doing a ton but one of the things i have been doing olden 
is I started watching, and you're going to be so intrigued by this, but I started watching an Arsenal documentary, the Arsenal Football Club, oh, from wow. based out of North London. Oh, London. yeah, I'm familiar with that. Because now that the baseball season is done, I am fully going back immersed into my Arsenal fandom, uh, which I have been a fan of them since 2014-15 uh, season now. So uh, uh, mostly downs for Arsenal, and <laughs> not now, a, not now a fair weather fans. No, man. no. Well, I you know I bandwagoned onto them when uh, they were if, good, but now then they're bad. But now <laughs> they're getting good again. So okay. uh, lots of exciting things there. I want to fully immerse myself, which is hard to do here in the United States. But uh, started listening to an Arsenal podcast. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, oh yeah, fully immersion, (laughs) full immersion now, Holden. Um, so that's fun. I'm trying to think. Uh, Emily and I have watched a little bit more of the Killing Vote, but we just haven't had uh, a ton of time to do that. But uh, just chipping away at Spider Man, and uh, that's how that's going. So that's been my life, Holden. I don't think I have anything else unless I'm completely blanking. So. Next week, what is on the docket, sir? We've got Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, oh Jimmy. Oh, my goodness. It's the newest Hunger Games prequel film. Wanting to see Anatomy of a Fall? Is that what you're looking at? Uh, well, <laughs> so, uh, look, Anatomy of a Fall, one Palm d'Or. Palm d'Or, that's I think right. it's just Palm d'Or. Palm d'Or. It's a door made of palms. No, it's a or- It's an orange. It's a gold leaf thing sure sure gold palm leaf um it won the palm d'or can and um it's playing at the state theater on wednesday Mm. at seven but it's two and a half hours long so we'll see potentially (laughs) uh i'm i want to see it yeah i've heard it's obviously um it will probably be nominated for best picture so i'm assuming we'll see it at some point whether or not it's in the upcoming it's a week. crime crime movie, it's a crime crime. <laughs> yeah, no, I noticed that too, and I looked it up earlier. Um, that's what Google says: crime slash crime for uh, you know, it's like crime slash thriller or comedy yeah, yeah. slash drama. This is a crime crime. Yeah, crime crime. Um, so that may be on the docket, um, but otherwise, we'll at least have the Hunger Games colon a ballad of songbirds and snakes. Yes. So if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. And that's it. Yeah. When, when is Monarch Legacy of Monsters coming out here? You want to watch that week by week? November 17th. Is that, is that this week? I think that's this week. Oh, <gasps> We could watch that. I don't think I have Apple TV, whatever it's called nowadays. We could hold in. We could watch. We I mean, could have I'd a be, little. I'd be down to do that. I that, See, I... I guess you you were pretty positive on the most recent trailer. So on I, the first trailer, more than the most recent. Uh, uh, we could try it. Yeah, I sure. Don't know. We'll see. Sure, <laughs> there may be stuff coming. There well, may not. At least the Hunger Games movie. At least the That'd Hunger be funny Games. If that's movie. the one thing we don't do next week. Well, it I wouldn't put it past us, Holden. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Uh, have a great life. Adios, pantalones. Love you.